Toronto Sports Podcast with Jacob and Simon. Um, yeah, I got to start off this podcast by uh, just making a statement, Simon. I uh, I got to stop making takes. I think, um, you know, that aspect of the show for me has got to, um, I've got I've to move past that part of it. I just have yet to be right about, about a major take, Simon. I've just yet to be right. And it's almost like the opposite of what I say happens. And um, this happens in other areas of my of my sporting, you know, spectating life, Simon. Every time I watch basketball games, if you watch with me, you'll hear me saying, you could ask people, whoever watches with me, I'll be saying, oh, that's off. And it's just right in. Or I'll be saying, oh, man, he's making that all day. And it'll just be like completely off. Simon, I've just got to stop making takes with such passion because it's just, it's not, it's not turning out for me at all. So I got to make that statement to everyone. I apologize. So, you know, any takes that have been previous to this pretty much just, you know, disregard them, take them with a grain of salt. Um, When did you say, when did you say that there would be games? Like how, like it was like, I think mid, I said like May, May I think I said like mid May yeah. or something. Yeah. And then literally the next night they decide to, you know, get right back to it. April 8th. So what do you think's um, more uh, funny, ironic? Is it, is Vladdy the problem or forecasting a, a lockout to be extended for it just to end the next day? I think, I think those are two different bad takes. But Simon, this is here's the thing. This is like a regular occurrence now for me because I've like yeah, I've no, said, it's a pattern. It happens pattern. everywhere else, mm-hmm. everywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at the mm-hmm. I was at the Raptors game this week, and uh, Russell yeah, Westbrook. We talk, right? yeah, I, I want to talk, talk, talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, even in that sense, I got to stop. So Simon, here I'm going to give that you full autonomy with the takes. Yeah, it was a great game. What's going on, everybody? Um, Jacob felt like that was an important statement to make. Uh, happy Sunday. We'll, you'll be listening to this Monday or Tuesday. It's been a very busy, busy week, week really, since the, uh, since our last episode. Um, and you got pick a sport. Where, where do you want to go? Cause I think there's a lot to kind of dissect NHL. Where do you want to go from here? Pretty me. We'll start with the the most recent news. I think Simon, we'll go, we'll work backwards in a sense. I think you know it's fresh yeah. on your mind, especially break down so, the uh, Toronto trade. Yeah, I think this is Toronto probably the service. biggest, the biggest splash that Toronto is is going to make this this trade deadline. Um, we so no more flurry. That's what you're saying. No, I think he's going to Minnesota. Um. So we received Giordano and Colin Blackwell, who I actually think Blackwell is going to be good for us. But really the main piece here is is Giordano. 
uh, and the Leafs give up a 2022 second round pick, a 2023 second round pick, and a 2024 third round pick. Uh, my immediate reaction to this trade is it's good for the Leafs. I think the Leafs definitely get better uh, with Giordano on this team. And I am exquisitely impressed that we did not give up a first round because that's what Seattle wanted. Um, so that's always exciting. I think Giordano used his trade protection in his contract to kind of force Francis to trade uh, Giordano to Toronto because I think he wanted to play here, uh, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. He has the passion. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I think like our defense is just absolutely horrible. Um, though I think an argument can be made that like the, like we do need some improvement in our, in our forward depth. I'm not really worried about goalies because like goalies are weird, right? Like, you know, you get like a, a Jordan Bennington who just wins you a cup. Like it's so difficult to like foresee how goalies are going to play in, you know, a is week. It, I don't know if that's two months. a fair statement. No, it's weird, man. You don't goalies think a weird. consistent goalie is, is an important area for a, a winning team? Uh, I need a goalie who can win in the playoffs. Uh, so if it's not flurry, I don't want any other goalie that's available for the trade market right now, to be honest. Like what? Simeonov out of the Islanders? Like there's no good goaltending right now. Um, and all the good goalies are on teams in the playoffs or in a playoff position. You know what I mean, right? Um, yeah. So if it's not flurry, I don't want anybody else. Carolina, what, what about them? Man, we're not. Come on, we're not. We're not trade for Freddie. Freddie. Oh Bring my him back. god! Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm happy. What are your thoughts on the trade? Are you are you a fan of the trade? I think I think so. You know, I I think. I'm Simon. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Giordano played for the Sens at one point. Is that correct? I I could be, man. I have no, no idea. I think that it, can't I think be it was just I think flames. I'm thinking a Weidman. Yeah, I think it was just. Yeah, the I'm thinking a Weidman. So, you know, um, I got to switch up a little bit what I was about to say. You know, I think that's good. You got a guy with a lot of experience. He's a top 4D, right, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Similar, I would say, you know, a similar type of player um, in terms of, you know, the trade we made last year with Felino. I think you're getting like a veteran, you know, who's been around. He's been to the playoffs. He's, you know, been able to produce a couple of years in his career pretty well. He's a good leader. So, you know, in that sense, I think we're getting a similar type of player and hopefully this year just works out a little bit better yeah but you know you know i the Leafs said, love no these old character guys eh? like felino thornton um simmons spezza simmons spets yeah all of these guys uh bogosian was kind of like a sneaky yeah. character guy i like giordano given like knock on wood his uh, longevity as a top four defenseman. Yeah. You, you know, looking at, at uh, his player card, courtesy of Jay Fresh Hockey, his underlying numbers are, are pretty good this year. He has taken like a stride in his defensive game this year. 
um, from a percent from a percentile perspective, he's better than eighty percent of the de- the, the defensemen as his defensive metrics. He's not offense. He does nothing, you know, for for any offense or anything like that. But I I think it's it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting to see him in a, in a top four role because Jay, you got to recognize like there's a huge question mark with Muzzin right now, given his concussion. Um, mm. He's coming back, but what version of Muzzin are we getting? Even if we get the version, this year's version of Muzzin, I'm not too happy with that, to be completely honest with you. So Giordano is kind of an insurance policy there, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I I I'm not content that like I I hope Dubis isn't done because I do think how many more days? One more Sorry, tomorrow. How many more days? Trade deadline. Yeah, mm. tomorrow tomorrow mm. ends at three p.m. Uh, I'm gonna be putting on the the TV at at nine a.m. to watch Bobby Mack and uh, Dotty because TSN's trade deadline day are much better. Is much better than Sportsnet's, but. I like I just like Giordano. He has the passion. He's a Toronto guy. Yeah. Um was he someone that was like linked to the Leafs for a while and this was like kind of expected? Yeah, uh, he he made it public he wanted to go to a, a contending team. Um mm. it was either going to be him, it was either going to be the Leafs or the Blues, but Dubis and Francis have history together in Sault Ste. Marie. So I, I this was going to happen, I think. I was just really concerned that we were we were going to give up more draft capital or potential prospects than uh we did given just how much there like there's been overpaying this trade deadline. Mhm. You've been taken for a ride though this past couple of days. I was getting some texts from you over the weekend where man, you know, man, you're saying we got this man. guy, and then I'd get another text literally 30 seconds later. Man. No, we didn't. They're like the fake like accounts, they're getting really good. <laughs> they're actually they getting really, really good. Like their graphic design is phenomenal. It's like intense. it's almost as good as like the teams. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. we we did this. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I was, I was getting, uh, I was, I was kind of getting fooled around this, uh, this past week with these, uh, fake trades or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a, um, give us a little bit more of a view on what's going on with the NHL then. Are there any other big moves being made? Any other, uh, um, well, yeah, I think probably the biggest move in the NHL, probably in the last five to 10 years is, Travis Dermott going in to Vancouver in return for a 2022 third round pick. Oh. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, that is huge. Honestly, you and I have very different differing opinions on Dermott. But you like Dermott? Just, I don't love him. I think he definitely oh, lost man. us a, a playoff game last year. So why would you why would you support him? Because he has what the is passion. There in support he has him? the passion. He has is that the, the only characteristics we look for now. Also, it's Simon, a huge. It's what a is huge, the passion? It is the passion. Define the passion. What is it, Jacob? I don't know if you can define is it the passion. It's tangible, it tangible for sure. Is it tangible? No, Giordano's or would passion. Some say it's an intangible. No. 
uh, Giordano's passion per 60 is unreal, right? Dermot, it's all right. It's all right. But no, he, I, we wish him the best. Uh, hopefully he can do as many spinoramas in, in Vancouver as his little heart desires because he will not do it in Toronto anymore. Thank God. Uh, no, the biggest, the biggest trade this, this year for sure is Drew going to Florida. And man, that's, that's scary. That's scary. Uh, Drew, uh, Bunham, Rebutsov, and a fifth round pick from Florida in return for Tippett, who is like, I don't know, a third line kind of plateauing like utility guy. He was supposed to be much better than he did. A conditional 2024 first and a 2023 third round pick. That's it. Um, which Two is picks super. And a third, a third line winger. Yeah, it's super underwhelming, but Drew wow. had a full no move. So like he was like, trade me to trade me to um Florida or nowhere else. So like Fletcher really kind of had his hands tied. Um wow. but man, like if if there's a definition of a team going all in this year, it's the Florida Panthers. They don't have a first round pick until 2025. 2025 if right now is the window then that's pretty worth it 2025 this team has never won up like gotten deep in the playoffs they're like so why not exactly oh my gosh man there would be there would be a full blown riot if dubis traded all of our first round picks until 2025 there would be a trucker convoy just against Dubas in Maple Leaf Square. It would happen. It would happen. Oh man. I think I think that's like a I think that's I don't know what I'm trying to say, Simon. I think that, you know, if you're in that window and you're a team that hasn't had any success, why not go for that? I understand that, you know, the opportunity cost of that if you don't end up winning is, is pretty intense, but it's two years. You're still getting second round pick. Just draft second rounders really well. There you go. Easy no, solution. Florida Simple doesn't fix. have Come a good draft thing. A uh, draft department. Sherratt is also in what Florida place now. What um, place are they in right now? What place? What, Florida? Yeah. Oh, they're above the Leafs by like six points though. By the end of the next week, so then we'll be uh, first in the Atlantic. Really say, um, ben Sherratt is also in... Uh, Florida now in resp- in return for a prospect, a first, and a fourth. Man, this rental market is just just absurd. Absurd. Speaking of absurd, I just want to give you one more trade if we're going to talk about overpay. Yeah. Granted, granted, Lindholm just did sign an eight-year contract with this team so it's not a rental it kind of is but like it's not now because they he signed with the bruins but bruins paid two prospects a first second and another second for lindholm man lindholm are you kidding me the ducks just cashed in 
I get it. You have Bergeron and Marchand still, so you gotta try. Mm. But like, that's. But yeah, man, that's it. Uh, if like, how you think? I I don't know. Eighty percent that Dubis does something else. Like he has to. Like he still has calf space. I don't know how much, but he still has some calf space to play around. Are you hearing any rumblings? Any um, um regulations? <laughs> um, no, I I I do believe that either Abrize or Nyes will sign their ELC and play for the Leafs in their tops their top six. Really? So and like yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And Nyes, man, he's good. Like he goes he goes top fifteen in the redraft this year. Like. Oh. Like okay. no, no, like he's good. Played for USA World Juniors, disgusting, just nipping it. He played for USA in the Olympics, just absolutely nipping it. He's gross. so he's playing with. Um, he's going to be playing with Willie and uh, JT. Yeah. yeah, yeah, power, power six is forward, there... big boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or or right. Brise, right. who is not as big. He plays for Harvard right now. Um, um, he can also play in the top six, I think, as well. I also see, man, you got it. You can't sleep on Hosang. I don't know what's going on with Hosang. I think he could get a contract too and potentially take the top six role as well. Interesting. Our fourth line is is just dog shit too, though. So we have to be cautious of that. We cannot play Simmons and Spezza at the same time. Is uh, is Kerfoot on the third line then? I thought he well, Kerfoot's kind of. I don't know. I think Kasha is dead. Um, so I definitely wow. think. Um, yeah, no man. He got like he got knocked out yesterday, and like his like injury history. Like I don't think he'll play hockey again. Uh, so all the best, Kasha. Wow. Uh, man, you like all after we record, I'll send you the video. It was bad, and like he's like missed like I don't know the number, but like 150 games for like concussion issues in Boston and Jeez. in Anaheim before. So yeah, he's in trouble. Um, well, but if better. yeah, because he's he's a really good hockey player. Um, well, obviously for his like health too, but like yeah, and he's no, you know, nah, nah, yeah. yeah, well, I'm, he's a good hockey player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like Kerfoot has been playing on the fourth line because that our third line's been really good with Mikheyev, Engvall, and um, um. Mikheyev, Engvall, and Kasha. And then like mm-hmm. Kerfoot's kind of been like, b- b- you know, bouncing up and down. I want Nick Robertson time. I like, I think Nick Robertson can also make an impact as well. But yeah, no, that's, we need, we need something. We need something tomorrow. Dubas better not just sleep. Maybe get Chikrin. We're not getting Chikrin, but um, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at. And that's where the Leafs are at. So they're, um, they're gearing up. Right? How many more games are they at? Like 15, 15 games 20, left? 18, 17, around there. Around there. Okay. Sure. Passion. Ready. Have they clinched? How how many games have they clinched? No, but like we're man, we're like we're sailing. Like um like really like another ten games or so for them wanna, to clinch. Wanna or? take in how stacked the Atlantic is? Oh, I've taken it in. We're fifth in overall points right in the league mm-hmm. we're third mm-hmm. in the atlantic that's how good 
Um, it's like the AL East, Simon. The AL East. Hey, I, but I feel like that's also a very good transition to moving on to the uh, the, the Jays. Speaking of blockbuster trades, I. I definitely think this is probably a more impactful trade than just trading for Giordano for a year. Talk to me about uh, the Blue Jays' mm. kind of movement in the past week, Jacob. Yeah. So um, yeah. let me back up a little bit, Simon. So I think, you know, over the last week or so, Jays fans were reading a couple of different things when it comes to the rumors. You know, first and foremost, I think Freddie Freeman was the guy. Everyone was kind of expecting us to... Um, you know, everyone kind of was expecting us if, if we were going to make a move in the coming days, it would have been Freddie Freeman. And if not Freddie Freeman, I think a lot of people thought Jose Ramirez was a potential trade um, target for the Jays. And then that was another likely option. And then Kyle Schwarber, you know, was also linked to the Blue Jays. So this was, was a little bit out of nowhere, Simon. But at the same time, you know, Chapman had been, you know, rumored and, and connected to to the Jays at some point throughout the, the lockout, you know, when people were kind of speculating on, you know, where uh, the A's might be moving players as, you know, they were um, blowing it up as they traded um, Olsen to the Braves, right? Uh, after the Braves um, did not Man, get. When were, the, when were the A's good? Like, have they been They've good? They've been good over the past, like, three, three, four years, Simon. They've been, like, consistently in the top of the AL West. Like, it's been them and the Astros in the AL West pretty much for the past, I would say, three, four years. And, you know, with the Cora Chapman, Olsen, and some solid pitching, um, you know, made a couple of trades, had some, you know, guys that just kind of did their role. But, you know, they, they're blowing it up now. And, and we got a little bit of, you know, I would say we had almost their cornerstone piece. You know, if you look at his past couple of years, Matt Chapman, you know, argument for Matt Olson too, but Matt Chapman's been, you know, the best player on that team, I would say last year aside. Um, okay. Okay. So Simon, there's, there's so much upside, you know, when you look at there this gets, trade. Yeah. yeah. This gets me fired up. This gets me fired he's, up. He's, um, you know, he's a two-time platinum glove winner. Apparently Simon, a platinum glove. Hit. Is that a thing? That's not even true. So I'm, I'm hearing that he yeah, can't play are, any offense. Like he stop. can't hit big strikeout that's, guy. That's simply not Correct true. This. Simon, he's a, this is what I hear, Jacob. Yes. You gotta you gotta provide I some know. facts and some insight here. So he's been Yeah. So Matt Chapman, you know, over the last year and a bit has not been as productive as the, you know, previous two years before that, where he was around a 30 plus home run guy a year, you know, yep. with yep. stellar defense. And yep. if you're having, you know, a 30 home run season plus a platinum glove at third base, yep. The 30 home runs are like a bonus, Simon. You have literally the best defender in the league. You have the best defender in the league, Simon. Any, you know, additional offense that person's giving out is marginal, you know? That's, I don't understand. You know, I don't understand how anyone should really be concerned with his hitting after he's put up, you know, seasons with 30-plus home runs while giving you consistently the best defense in the league. You know, and yeah, last year he did struggle, but there have been, you know, numerous reports of how much he actually struggled with the hip injury. Um, And that's, I think... Which he's now healed, right? Which is, you know, he says he's been working through and he says he feels great now, which is fantastic because, you know, last year it was noticeable and he did, you know, you did hear about it a couple of times and he did fall a little bit in that kind of ranking of the players. I think a lot of people kind of 
forgot about him after the last year or so because of his, you know, hip injuries and, and less offensive production. But, you know, he's still been one of, if not the very best defender in baseball assignment. And so we're, so we're getting just a, a clutch hitter or not a clutch hitter. Clutch so yeah, fielder. he's not going to hit for average. He's he's a little bit you know on brand with the type of hitters the Jays have. The, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of right-handed power bats that mm-hmm. tend to strike out from time to time. So mm-hmm. in the sense of like fit hitting wise, no, it's not you know the ideal lefty power bat with a lot of on base. You know, it's it's more a guy that's helping you settle down the defensive side, and that adds you know like I said marginal benefits on the def- on the offensive side because. Regardless of what he's doing there, if he's giving you, you know, platinum glove level defense at third base, Mm -hmm. you know, the runs, because like, you know, you bat runs in, but you also save runs at third base. And Matt Chapman's been, you know, one of, if not the best for defensive runs saved. So, you know, you got to look at baseball on on two sides. If he's not adding on this side, he's definitely adding on that side, Simon. And, you know, that means that when he does actually come through on the offensive side, he's doing that much more for the team. Which pitcher is going to benefit from his elite level defense the most. I think I think Ryu and Manoa if you look at just the style of pitcher, right? Gosman too even, you know, with his splitter, but he's more of a power kind of strikeout guy, I think. Um but even, you know, even Barrios is is not necessarily uh um uh you know, I think Barrios is someone too who can benefit from uh, some more ground ball defensive reliability you know so you don't trust not espional at third for the for the entire season simon it's like saying okay espional is a good option right but if i have you know a horse in the in the stable that runs 10 times faster even if he is like you know a solid horse Mm -hmm. i'm taking the one that's gonna beat the pack by far right i'm taking the guy that's proven to be Mm-hmm. a master like at his position so i mean it's like if anyone you know has the time just watch this guy like watch his highlight reel you know the balls he's getting to ridiculous his range ridiculous his arm ridiculous like his reaction ridiculous so you know i think it's it's worth understanding just how good he is there you know when you talk what? about his offense because there's so much more to consider about his game what's your thoughts on the price yeah, so you know that's that's quite a few prospects, and you know we gave up one of our better pitching prospects. Hoogland, uh, Hoogland, Hoogieland, Hoogland, Hoogland, Hoogland. Um, you just you got know, off Tommy John surgery. He's a bust. Yeah. Well, you know, he might. He's you know, you never know how he's going to come back from that. So this was probably a good time if you're going to deal a pitching prospect like that. You know, now is a good time to move him because of you know. The different ways it could go for him um we also i believe uh dealt kevin smith um who was he I wasn't that good. i think he was like he was like a uh you know on the brink of being a top 100 prospect i think he was like ranked 99 or something by he the, wasn't that uh, good the last other, year uh, i watched yeah him so you know games. yeah i think when you look at what the jays have had to give up prospect wise for you know the burritos trade for the chapman trade you're giving up guys that could possibly you know be, be strong, um, you know, major league players. But you're also looking at guys that could potentially, given their health concerns, and then, you mm-hmm. know, in the case of Austin Martin, his, like, power concerns, like, there are, you know, they're dealing them at times where I think it's it's really great for the Jays because, like, 
they've given them a little time and noticed something, maybe, you know, maybe it's the arm injury. Maybe it's, you know, the way they're hitting, they've given them time and they're dealing them at times where other teams are still kind of high on, on their worth. So I think that's been, I'm just, you know, blown away by how quickly and effectively this front office has been moving over the past two years. Like if you look at from signing Ryu right to now, the team is like a 180, right? So let me say one more thing, Simon, about Chapman. The last time the Jays mm-hmm. traded for an mm-hmm. A's third baseman, do you know what happened the next year? We got Donaldson. We had an MVP. You want to know the last time we got an A's player who had come off a really bad season right after having a really great season? Who? Marcus Semyon. So, you know, it seems as though when A's players come to Toronto, they become, they reach their full potential. So I've really you know, people enjoyed have said like Chapman's pressers. Like, I think he like is kind of like a, he's a good he's looking fit, man. Eh? Yeah, he's going to fit well into uh, the system, the clubhouse and yeah, fire me up. But just like think about how much he can help Bo defensively. You know, if Bo gets better defensively and has a mentor kind of like Matt Chapman, it's over. Best left side of the infield in baseball. So, but Jacob, you have been saying that Jays fans and, and baseball fans, I guess, are sleeping on a particular signing. Uh, talk to me about that. The uh, the pitcher that you think is going to make a really, really big impact, but feels like is not getting enough love right now that last week. On the Jays? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Kikuchi? Did we, we mm-hmm. covered... I don't think did so. We did we not cover Kikuchi last pod? I don't think so. How could we have done it if by the lockout? You're so right. You're right. Oh, yeah. Man, it's been that long since the lockout ended. Wow. Simon, Jacob, yeah, a that's week. a great a point. School's, school's getting to me, Simon. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Um, so, Kikuchi, yeah, I, what's going um, on with him? I'm pretty high on him, Simon. I think, I think you know what it was? I explained to you what I thought about him. Yeah, you But let me do it again really for passionate. everyone else. You say Kikuchi is going to have a better year than Robbie Ray. And I know I started this podcast off <laughs> saying no more takes, but, but here we go right away. Here's why. Here's my supporting argument. You say Kikuchi, I think, as it is, has better stuff. And when I talk about stuff, you know, you think about philosophy. You think about... Hold up, hold up. Maybe hold not... Pause, 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 man. Come on. So you're telling me that Kikuchi is going to have a better year than the AL Cy Young winner. And here would be the only reason Robbie Ray does better. Here would be the only reason is because he's in the AL West where the competition is garbage compared to the AL East where the competition is tremendous. So I'm just, here's my argument, Simon. I think Kikuchi has better stuff as a pitcher. And if given the opportunity to work with Pete Walker in the same capacity that Robbie Ray did, he'll be able to do more because of his, you know, existing ability. I think looking at Robbie Ray prior to the Jays, compared to looking at Yusei Kikuchi prior to the Jays, 
I would have said, you know, give me Yusei Kikuchi with Pete Walker over Robbie Ray with Pete Walker, not knowing that Robbie Ray would give us a Cy Young in his only year, really, with the Jays. So, you know, I think Robbie Ray is a good pitcher. We've talked about this a little bit. He's a good pitcher. I don't think he'll have a year like this ever again. You know, I've had a couple couple buddies of mine call call Robbie Ray a trivia question because he's never going to do anything again. And he's going to be, you know, like, who's the second person to win, you know, a Blue Jays Cy Young after Roy Holiday and, and Roger That's Clemens. ruthless. You know, it is pretty ruthless. But Simon, tell me I'm wrong. No, I listen, I... Yeah. So when I saw anyways, that salary, I'm just anyways, saying. back to back to the new AL Cy Young winner, apparently. Okay, I'm not saying that necessarily. I'm just saying this year, I think mm-hmm. Yusei Kikuchi is someone who's going to be, you know, on so par, why, if not better than Robbie Ray. Why aren't because, people fired up about this this signing then? Because he's been inconsistent. He's been inconsistent. And I, I totally agree with that. But again, Robbie Ray previously, you know, prior to coming to the Jays was not an all-star. Kikuchi's an all-star. You know, he had a great start to the season last year, but, you know, like I said, was inconsistent at the back end and and posted a fairly high ERA near the end with, you know, Mm -hmm. just pretty much a lack of command. So that's kind of the area I think you really Mm -hmm. want him to focus on is is his command. Because like I said, he's got great stuff, um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, there's – there are times where he walked too many guys or he's, you know, meatballs and not to the wrong guys as well. So I think if given the opportunity to work with the pitching staff we have right now, the developmental team we have now and Pete Walker, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what he can do as a fifth starter, Simon, as a five guy, people are, people are not giving this rotation enough credit just because we don't have a true ace. And I'll, I'll agree with that. We don't have a true ace, you know, in the sense of, you know, Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole, you know, Walker Buehler, like guys that are like superstars pitching wise. You know, we don't have that guy that's already been an ace. We have guys that have shown they can be very good, right? Barrios, someone who's shown he can be very good. You know, um, same with Gosman, same with Ryu. Ryu? You know, he's another guy. He's another guy you need to see for a, a strong year for this year. Back year from Ryu, man. Exactly, right? So he's another here. guy. You know, Manoa, we had a great year last year, but now that everyone's seen him for a year, um, you know, did he get better? Is he up to the challenge to continue to get better? Um, Simon, I think there's, you know, a lot of question marks with who can be the guy for us because there's a lot of guys that can be. You know, there's there's – I would say five guys on the staff Nate Pearson? that can be an ace. You know, Nate Pearson, he's going to be in the pen to start, and I think that's a great place for him, especially with our rotation right now. You know, yeah, you look at our pen, I'm actually... Better than... No, absolutely. Like, and, but he can be, you know, you never know. Yo, so give him, sure. you know, some sure. time in the pen to get his feet wet before throwing him into that full starter role. But I'm really happy with our with how they've, you know, like I said, grown the rotation over the past couple of years it's... with since that, you know, started with the signing of Ryu and then just built into what I believe is the best rotation in the AL East, if not, in the, if not the AL. Can I say that? Better than the Yankees, or better than the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, Orioles. So best in the AL yep. East. Yep. The Central's not bad. They got the White Sox. The White Sox, Simon, are, are going to be... Um, the White Sox and the Jays are the two best teams in the AL. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't 
I personally don't think there's a better pitching staff in the AL. Where do you think Jose Ramirez ends up? I don't know if they trade him, Simon. I think they know what they have right now, and they're not going to give him up for anything less than, you know, a top prospect. Um, Which the Jays, the Jays are Jays, not that means, You know, Gabriel Marino and, you know, potentially, um, you know, in addition to like a Biggio, you know, so that's, that's a pretty high ask. Um, you know, ideally, ideally, in a perfect world, we can get Jose Ramirez for Kevin Biggio and Randall Gritchick, and I'm laughing, you know, all the way home. Um, but you know, Anthopoulos would perfect never perfect do that, though, would he? Anthopoulos is um, yeah. is in is in um, Atlanta, no? Or is he Atlanta? In, yeah. Who does Ramirez play for right now? Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. I was getting those teams mixed up. My bad. Who's the GM of? Uh, no, that's okay. Cleveland. I don't know, but that's Shapiro's old stomping grounds, right? So, um, so big fleece. Know, maybe there's a connection big. he utilizes there. Maybe. Uh, I don't know if they get it done. I, I think, I think you also have to consider. You know, there's a possibility they keep J Ram and then deal him at the deadline too because of. Why does he? Does he know, want maybe, out? Like why? Like why aren't they? Like why is Cleveland just because they're not, not competitive, and he's cheap. Because yeah, I, I mean they I'm know down. they know how good he is, and he's so cheap. So it's not like he's eating at their payroll right now. I believe he's like eight to ten million as, as like literally a top ten player in the league. So that's pretty cheap. You know, keep him for as long as you can, uh, and I for think sure. he has one or two more years left. So you know that guy's Simon. If we get him, it's over. Like it's that's like right now the Dodgers have the best like lineup potentially of all time. But the Jays, if I figure where to get Jose Ramirez, you know, I think match that um, with it's just an absurd amount of, you know, star levels between those two lineups. Like, so let me let me tell you the new the new Dodgers lineup. Okay, Mookie Betts, arguably the best right fielder in baseball. Um, Trey Turner, arguably the best shortstop in baseball. Freddie Freeman, arguably the best first baseman in baseball. Okay, that's the top three three guys that are arguably the best at their position. And then you look at their, you know, their pitchers and obviously Clayton Kershaw is getting older, but he's still a hall of fame pitcher. Walker Buehler is getting better every year. We never know what's going to happen with Trevor Bauer. So if he comes back, which I'm expecting he will at some point this year, that's three aces. They got to, like, you, know? you can't just keep extending his admin leave. Like eventually they're going to have to bring some, like you can't just, <laughs> I know, but their payroll assignment is $244 million more than the, um, the Baltimore Orioles payroll. Yeah. 273 Poverty million against 30 though, million. Man. Poverty franchise. Simon, they're spending $275 million on 25 people. I love it. Fire me That's up. Insane. Come on, Rogers. Let's go. Come on, Ed. No, but they're actually doing well. And apparently they're starting to, um, they're starting, other owners are starting to realize how much money we have, which I love to hear. So lots to look forward to, Simon. Lots to look forward to. Or we, uh, we got to get our, um, our MLB preview to you in our next episode. That'll oh, for, uh, I'm down. I like those. Yeah, You're going to have to kind season, of guide me, April guide me through that. I, Jacob, I think we should finish off with a little discussion of of maybe your perspective of the Raptors because I, I haven't seen them play this year. And a hell of a game. 
to boot. Mm. Like that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, you went to yeah. the to yeah. Just want to just kind of kind of share about maybe your your thoughts. What were some observations? Um, can you really see LeBron's balding from the stands? How? Um, yeah, Simon. How was it? Um, it was it was a great experience, man. Watching you know LeBron James play live was a pretty crazy experience, and that was pretty. I just feel lucky, man. And I don't want to. I want to preface this by saying, you know, everyone knows I'm I'm a James Harden fan through and through, and you know LeBron is like, you know, I'm a fan, but by no means is he my favorite player. But I just, man, watching him play in person is incredible. He's, man, like physically, like mentally, every like everything he does is just like on another level, and he's the oldest guy out there on top of that, Simon, he's making like athletic plays that the 20 to 21 year olds, you know, aren't even making. How crazy was, it was that crazy. West, how crazy was that Westbrook shot? Simon, let me break this down. So when I talk was, about, it was on your side, right? Like you, did you see it happen? Like, or was it on the other so, end? Yeah. Let me, let me tell you a story. So we're up three. All the Raptors do is inbound the ball and get fouled. Okay. That's all we do. Yep. Of course we lose the ball. Yep. And let me say prior to this, going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, Simon, everything I say now when it comes to a prediction is wrong. Okay. And right before this, I took a video of Russell Westbrook hitting the side of the backboard and said, Russell Westbrook sucks pretty much. Right. Send that to a bunch of my friends. What does he do? Not even 30 seconds later, take the ball, hit the game tying three. When I tell you a shot of that too, like it was like, honestly, I honestly, a part of me was like relieved for him because he was getting like ripped apart for like the stuff he was doing. And like, you know, seeing him in the news talk about how much like he gets, like he's been like affected by that. I felt really bad. Like every time he'd miss a shot, I'm like, man, like you're not helping yourself out here with some of these misses, like a couple air balls, like I said, hitting the side of the backboard with the game on the line. Like, you know, but part of me was like, you know, bought him some time so people can kind of lay off him for a bit. Must feel nice for him. But Simon, it was, Aww, you know, I was really, nice guy. honestly, you know, honestly, just I was, I was there to watch LeBron James and he, he, uh, you know, if you get the chance, I, I recommend it. It's an experience watching in my opinion, the greatest of all time. What are your thoughts on Scotty? Simon, I think Scotty is uh, the real deal. You know, he's he's got like this size that you don't really understand on TV because like in person, like he's long, Simon. He's long, he's tall, he's strong, he's quick. Masai is undefeated. He's undefeated. He's never lost. Literally, the game I was at, Scotty was the first Raptor in, in Raptors history, or the first rookie, sorry, in Raptors history to have 35 points, 15 uh, uh, rebounds, and five assists or steals in a game. Just making history every night. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Honestly, but Mobley is, Mobley is good, but I really like it. You know, I really like what I'm seeing from the team. I don't think this year is our year per se, but. I really, really, you know, think, you know, even guys like Precious, who I think I've, you know, said on this Precious is good. Like, I think we can, we have a player. They found his role. They found his role, Simon. That's why. He is athletic. He's not an interior player. No. Yeah. No. He's not an interior player, though. He has a nice touch from outside and he plays a really good on ball defense, but he is not an inside player. 
I, I also am really kind of appreciating his confidence recently. He's just shooting that three, mm-hmm. no hesitation. And it sometimes is. it goes in, which is See great. what happens when you find the right role? Yeah. That's what happens when you find the right role for someone. That's all it takes sometimes, you know? Like, how many squats I'm happy about was it. Nick Nurse doing? Like, what was his squat per, per, uh, per, per quarter? I don't know, but. In person, you notice that he like he he slices a little like line in his pants right at the knees, so he doesn't crease them when he bends anymore. How was so there's uh, just champagne a champagne slit right at his knees, and you can see them opening. You uh, see he was good, poppy? you know. Oh yeah, saw him. Saw Nav. Nav was Nav actually was there? close to me. Yeah, you walked right by me. Brown boy. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he was courtside. But no, With it was, Drake? Uh, are they friends? Who knows? No, not with Drake. He's XO, who's like, um, yeah, XO April uh, weekend. The weekends label, and I think yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they probably done so... stuff together for sure. But well, anyway, Simon, LeBron's the greatest of all time. The Raptors are great, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. go Leafs, go Jays. Thank you for listening to uh, this week. Week this week's episode. Hopefully, more trades, more details. And if you want to send Jacob to more Raptors games, continue to listen. All right. It's going to help us help you. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please donate. Link in bio. 